Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. And welcome to the A to Z Sports Big Orange Podcast. I am Charlie Burris. That is Zach Reagan. Wherever you listen throughout the world, we thank you so much for listening to us. We talk everything balls, including trips to the College World Series here on the podcast every week. And if you want to listen to that on the regular, go over to the A to Z Sports podcast network feed rate review but most importantly subscribe because if you do subscribe you won't miss the episodes when we drop them on mondays but for the last three weeks it's been on tuesdays this week it was on tuesday because the baseball game was yesterday of course we're going to talk all about that what a great time to be a tennessee volunteers fan uh but youtube is the priority here because we want more people watching this show live get in here and watch this show while me and Zach are hanging out on the live stream. Because if you do on the A to Z Sports National YouTube page and you come over, you hit the like button, you hit the subscribe button, you hit the notification bell, then you can comment and be a part of the show. And we'll talk about your comments. And you can essentially be the, the third co-host. Why would you not want to do that? Anywho, at Charlie Discoverers, at Zach TNT, at A to Z Sports. On social medias, Facebook.com slash A to Z Sports National and A to Z Sports.com for the stuff that Zach writes on the internet. Let's get down to business, Zach. Uh, I was just preparing this before we got on. Uh, it feels very appropriate. I uh, got a soundbite ready for today's show. Uh, here it is. Oh, I messed it up. Here it is. Touchdown passes. Bing Thomas, at, most of it being Thomas, after, but instead, the ball is moved. Folks, the Tennessee Volunteers baseball team is going to Omaha. They went out in Daddiesburg. That feels a little weird to say that, but it's a hilarious name for Hattiesburg, Mississippi. They went down to Daddiesburg, and they laid down the law. Tennessee walked in there. After USM did all this talking, oh, we we know baseball here. We this and that, and the coach is retiring and the whole thing. And Tennessee walked in there, and they're going to the College World Series after beating USM twice. And just some incredibly impressive performances in this weekend. Zach, what is up, man? Yeah, I think the, my favorite thing I saw this morning was there was a Tennessee player that had a, one of the yellow signs that a Southern Miss fan had at the game last night that said something like Southern Miss versus all y'all or, or something like that. And he had it with him getting off the bus. And I was like, that's pretty cool. They took that little memento from their uh, crazy weekend down there in Hattiesburg uh, playing at Southern Miss, not knowing when they were going to play, uh, all kinds of weather delays. Just all of that could have been avoided just playing the series in Knoxville. But it doesn't matter. They went down there. They got the job done. It's it's even a little bit sweeter knowing that they went on the road. I hate that, you know, Lindsey Nelson Stadium was deprived of the chance to host the Super Regional, but, you know, they had their chance last year and they weren't able to get past it. So it was going down there after all the struggles on the road this year. It's uh, pretty satisfying. Absolutely. So satisfying. I mean, genuinely, it, it's a shame that the home crowd didn't get to see it because, you know, the, the crowd in Lindsey Nelson is so amazing. But, man... It's so gratifying. And let's just, let's just say, I told you I was going to do this, Zach. Yep. There's nothing more that I love than being correct. And you know who called the Tennessee Volunteers the College World Series? This guy right here. I'm wearing the t-shirt from the last time they made it to the College World Series. What, two weeks ago? My, was it three weeks ago? 
at least two weeks ago. Yeah, I think it was when we were talking about the SEC tournament. And, it was before the SEC were, tournament. Yeah, yeah. I I said they'd get eliminated from the SEC tournament. I I was one one game early, I think. Yeah. Um, and then I said they make the College World Series, and look, here we are. So the you know they're not the only people with bragging rights over there. The the guys on the baseball team, right here, baby. I love being right, and oh, it feels good. Back in the College World Series, and we're going to talk all about it. We also got recruiting news and notes from uh, the football team and uh, some other nonsense to talk about here at court. I mean, it's it's Tennessee. There's always something to talk about. We're going to cover it all on and tonight's we'll say show. Before you, before you jump into the ad read here, that, yeah, go uh, ahead. It, it's a tough look for the Charlie's Always Negative crowd because I know you get that reputation on social media yeah. a bit. So tough look for them. Yeah, they might need to take the night off. Yep. <laughs> I said they make the College World Series. Here we are. What a time to be alive. Uh, but before we go to this first segment where we're going to just go in depth on the game and everything that happened, talk about the Tennessee's and everything school, we're going to kind of have a discussion about that too. We have really the most fitting sponsor, Reed, possibly ever. Um, <laughs> we, I mean, I had... We, it can't we be shift, better. I mean, it really. We shift around... The sponsors, they get different slot, uh, slots every week, but we had to do this one first. You know what? You know what it's going to be if you're watching on YouTube. You can see the sponsors at the bottom. Is Omaha Steaks. Omaha! Omaha Steaks, like the Omaha, where the Tennessee Volunteers will be playing in the College World Series this coming weekend. Uh, here's the truth. Dads want steak. When you give dad perfectly aged and oh-so-tender steaks, you're not just giving him the best meal of his life but the chance to grill them up and share the moment with you. For a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com and you enter the keyword Vols, V-O-L-S, what could be more fitting? You go to Omaha Steaks and you enter the keyword Vols into the search bar. You will be able to order the dad's favorite gift package for just $99.99. Plus, you'll get eight free Omaha Steak Burgers. With your order, these burgers taste like a steak on a bun. Ultra lean. They're packed with intense beefy flavor. I've had them. They are Awesome. Save 60% on the dad's favorite grill pack, and you will get bacon wrapped fillets, premium air chilled chicken breast, boneless pork chops, jumbo franks, caramel tartlets, Omaha steak seasoning, and the burgers for $99.99. It's a deal of a lifetime, folks. Remember, gifting is easy. Dad's want steak, and Omaha steaks isn't just steak, it's the best steak of your life, guaranteed. So don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com and type in balls into the search bar and order dad's favorite gift package for Father's Day today. Omahasteaks.com. Keyword, Vols. Uh, now, I've said Omaha about 200 times already, but here's the thing. The Tennessee Volunteers went to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and won two out of three, but it wasn't just that simple. We, I think both of us said Tennessee would win in two games. It, it obviously went to a third. Um, but, I mean, this was after... I, I'm not sure what inning it was. When did Tennessee get down four runs in the second game? The f- it was pretty third, early third or fourth inning? in the game, yeah. Yeah. From that point, Tennessee blanked Southern Miss. Southern Miss did not score another run. And from there, Tennessee lit it up. 5-0 in the final game. 8 for eight straight runs, Tennessee scored in that second game to win. And uh, Tennessee moves on to the College World Series. And there's, I mean, there's so much stuff. Because you have Zane Denton offensively and the poetic justice of a kid who just transferred from the University of Alabama. Oh my gosh, what a cherry on top of this year. It's so ridiculous <laughs> that Zane Denton... You know, he he's the hero against Clemson. He's he's the hero in, in uh, game three here with the three-run homer. I mean, that's just incredible. Then you have Chase Burns coming in late in the third game and just lighting the place on fire. The dude was an electric factory. Was so, I don't know that I've ever seen a baseball player hyped like that in my life. You got Drew Beam throwing absolute heat, looking looking like an MLB player already. You got Chase Dolander putting together an incredible game and saving Tennessee's entire bullpen. I mean, wait, where do you go? It was just absolutely ridiculous from beginning to end, and they did it all on an away field. Just absolutely absurd. I mean, where, where do you go for a sec? 
Yeah, I mean, not just in a way field, but like we mentioned earlier, all the adversity you had to deal with, having the game, you know, suspended on Saturday, starting it back late, dealing with, you know, not knowing what time they were going to play Monday, then the game getting delayed, pushed back three hours. I mean, we, you know, we started talking what Sunday night about when to do the show because we weren't sure about when they were going to play the game. And we were thinking, you know, maybe in the afternoon, maybe noon, quickly became apparent that was not going to be the case. So we decided to push it back because we weren't sure how late the game would go. Thank goodness we did, or we would have been up here at, you know, one o'clock in the morning, Eastern time, talking to probably not a lot of people that are probably going to bed after that game. But yeah, yeah. just the, the adversity, everything coming together at the right time for Tennessee, the pitching, like you mentioned there with, with, with Beam and Vitello pushing all the right buttons, bringing in Aaron Combs last night to face that one batter, did his job. Yeah. Then you bring Burns Everybody. in. I mean, if you watch, if you watch Major League Baseball, college baseball, baseball at any level, you know these managers make these moves like that all the time, and it seems like half the time they don't work out. And you map it out, and you're like, okay, if this guy can get this guy out, then we bring this guy in, and he can get you know the final six outs of the game or however many it may be. And rarely does it actually work out that way. And but when it does, the manager looks brilliant. Everything just everybody's happy. It was really the perfect game because it was close enough that it wasn't just a laugher you know one that you kind of tune out of early because you know Tennessee's going to win but it was also never after Zane Denton's three-run home run it wasn't a super close game so there's a little bit of breathing room there you could afford to make some mistakes and Drew Beam got into a couple of little miniature jams and and you know he didn't collapse he showed I think he showed a lot about able to kind of fight his way out of that scattering seven hits over six innings and not giving up any runs is pretty impressive because that's some traffic on the bases but he was able to you know keep them from scoring and then he said Chase Burns just electric uh, coming in that last inning it looked like maybe he was losing it like he was about to come out of the game walks the batter and then he just you know bears down and gets out of it and I mean, again, I think that says a lot about this team, about how they're not just going to give up. Uh, they they kind of are finding that at the right time, even even though this was a kind of an up and down season. It was really just them trying to find their way. And it seems like they have finally kind of found that, you know, going into Omaha, which is the perfect time. But it was the best of the best out there. And there are still some areas where Tennessee has to get better if they're going to win this whole thing. Specifically, you got to get Blake Burt going. I mean, the guys had like two hits since the middle of May. And I think that was in uh, one of the you know, the first game or second game against Southern Miss. Outside of that, it's been pretty pretty rough for him since that Kentucky series in the middle of May. And and, and to beat a team like uh, the LSU this weekend that Tennessee will play first or Wake Forest that's out there that scores a lot of runs, you're going to have to have Blake Burt going. I mean, I, it's, it's hard yeah. for me to see them Period. win this all if he's not if, – if he can't find it. Absolutely. Um. <clears throat> Well, let's run it all the way back from there and just talk about some stuff that we, I mean, from the last time that we did this show, we were able to complain about Tennessee not getting to host. And we went into that some, but not everything had unfolded at that point. Because coming into this from, we did the show last week on Tuesday, it's usually on Mondays, but it was on Tuesday last couple of weeks. And from the time of the show to when the games actually happened, you know, the weather stacked up where it was obvious there was going to be delays. And that was annoying. Everybody was complaining about that. And then you had the back and forth between Tennessee fans and USM fans that the Southern Miss Barstool account like posted the names of players, girlfriends and moms. And then people came back and doxed the kid that ran that account. Uh, And then I saw that kid was in the comments being like, I haven't run this account since. Uh, didn't he say May, which was yeah, like 10, it, 10 days, days before? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, then, I mean, there was just so much hilarious. It's the Applebee's thing. Everybody talking about how uh, Hattiesburg doesn't have an Applebee's. They can't even sustain one of those. Uh, it was just so much stuff leading up to this that was absolutely hilarious and ridiculous. And I'll say this. Respect the Southern Misses fans. They're kind of psychos. And let's, yeah. let's say... Tennessee fans are psychos in the very best way. God bless this fan base. We're the absolute best in America. Uh, But we will come after you until, I mean, Tennessee fans have gotten people fired. They have uh, got, you know, people will just delete their Twitter accounts. That one happens a lot. You know, just a whole lot of stuff 
Um, but USM fans, they, they match that energy a little bit. I, I'll give them a little bit of respect. It, it was good. It was a fun little uh, little back and forth with them this week. You know, it was it, it was a fun back and forth. I don't know. I didn't see any uh, Brett Favre, much Brett Favre talk. I don't know if you saw any or not, but I felt like that was kind of uh, something that went untapped there a little bit because Brett Favre has been in a ton of legal trouble, former Southern Miss quarterback. I mean, advantage Tennessee there. You're chosen, you know, your your guys Peyton Manning and and Southern Miss has Brett Favre out there who might go to jail or something over this whole welfare deal. I think that would have been a pretty easy target for Tennessee fans, but I don't I don't think they had to go that low. They had plenty of ammo to go up against Southern Miss fans. I mean, this is not Tennessee fans first rodeo with with uh you know, tough fan bases. Definitely not. <laughs> Bitch Hesman, he says Brett Fart. <laughs> yep. Great comment. Uh, no, the that whole the whole back and forth. I mean, it just really was funny. And then you get into the actual games. And USM puts up a great performance in that first game, and, and they just mm-hmm. kind of laid it to Tennessee. They, I mean, it looked it like good. it was. It looked like they were going back to Knoxville after that second game on Sunday. I mean, I think we all kind of <laughs> felt that way at, at first. No, I, I probably the craziest part of the entire weekend is that when Tennessee got down four zero in that second game, um, I I have tried to keep my major negative thoughts off of social media. I just text them to you, Zach. Um, <laughs> you're, you're the, you, I took Danny White's advice. Hey, Danny, oh, yeah. look, man, I, I've, I did what you said. I kept it out of these streets and I just <laughs> texted to Zach. Um, I mean, both of us, along with, I think everybody, Tennessee's cooked. You're oh, now four yeah. Oh, you already lost the first game. You're looking at how Tennessee's hitting the baseball, and you're you're uh, hitting against USM's best pitcher, who's never, up until that game, had not given up more than six runs in an entire game in his whole career, uh, which is kind crazy. of a smooth move by by Southern Miss saving him for that second game, and just yeah. you know whatever kind of happens against Dolander or, or uh, you know that first game, it wasn't which one did Dolander? He started second game, didn't he? Yes, yes, that's right. But they're just kind of like, wh- whatever happens, happens. We're going to go up for it all in the second game. And it almost worked out for them. I mean, that would have really been a brilliant move on their part. But that's baseball. It doesn't always work. Like Kind of like we were talking about earlier. It doesn't, doesn't always work out that way. It it was the the most runs he had ever given up in a game in his whole career. I mean, what a, that right there. You come off that Clemson series with as crazy as that was. You come back, obviously, right at the end of the ninth inning two outs in the ninth inning, you come back, end up winning that game. That was the wildest of wild games, you know, one for the ages. And then you have this where just every set of odds are stacked against you. And you, you not only beat this kid, but you do it in a historic way in terms of his career. And it, it just, everything about this has just been unbelievable. That really is the right word. In other words, way, way overused, but this is not, the way that I thought it was going to go down, if it was going to go down. I mean, it has been a product of excellent pitching, timely hitting, but just the way that Tennessee has had the ad, the odds stacked against them on multiple occasions and just overcome the whole thing. It's just really been ridiculous. You know, you, you start searching for like team of destiny type of stuff here. I don't, I'm not, I'm not going there till it happens till, till the national championship happens. It's not a team of destiny. till you win that natty, but, I mean, this is the type of stuff when you, when the ball rolls your way, you know, and you take advantage of the breaks that you're given, um, that's championship team stuff. And obviously Tennessee's right there. You could win a championship. You have to beat a number of really, really, really good baseball teams to do it, but it's right there for you. Uh, but it, it just is, God, it's just crazy. I, I really, I'm, I'm kind of at a, at a loss over it, dude. I just am beyond impressed. I think kind of the, the story that, that should be bigger and maybe it will be depending on how it turn how it turns out is, you know, Tony Vitello really, he's not just the guy that's good on camera. He's not just the guy that kind of puts energy into a program. Like he's bringing the results as well. I mean, this is his second college world series appearance. He has an sec tournament win or championship sec tournament championship on his resume as well. Who knows what happens in Omaha? I, I don't think it would be wise to judge any of those eight coaches based on what happens in Omaha unless there's just a complete breakdown and some really just mind-numbing decisions that are made, which it, it can happen. But outside of that, you start to go play good baseball. And it, it's it's on the players to go out there and perform. But Vitello really is proving to be an elite college baseball coach. And the yeah. job that he did with this team this year – 
all the expectations coming off last season, so much talent that you had to replace. You had quality talent, but then getting that talent to mesh, he never really tried to force it. He just kind of let it happen. He didn't panic. He didn't get there in the middle of the spring when things were kind of looking gloomy when Tennessee hadn't won a series on the road and they've been swept by, was it Missouri? I think they got you know swept in their first series there. And it would have been easy to panic and try to start pushing all the wrong buttons, but Vitello just kind of let it happen organically. And I think he knew where that team was, you know, when they first got together last fall. And he said after the game last night that, they weren't a fun team to be around. They were awkward. The coaches and the players were kind of awkward. Players and players were awkward. Players and managers. I mean, it just wasn't gelling. And it it took time. And it, they kind of finally found that in the middle of this season. And you've seen it slowly kind of build towards where they're at right now. And last night, you see that 5 nothing win, the energy, just the way the Drew Beam came out there, the way Chase Burns came out there, the, the big hits. I mean, it's all coming together at just the right time. But you know, they're not the only team that can say that. You know, there's seven other teams that feel the yep. same way right now going into Omaha, and they all think they have the chance to win this thing, and they do. So it's going to be it's going to be a tough battle for them out there. I mean, Oral Roberts, anybody in the College World Series? I mean, any, anything could happen here. Yeah, and those uh, are the teams that's like, okay, that's not like a powerhouse team, but they're hot at the right time. That's not, a, yep. you know, none of those teams are teams that you're going to be looking forward to playing. They're going to be tough matchups. I mean, Coastal Carolina won a national championship a few years ago, so... It, it can happen. Make no mistake about that. Got tons of great comments uh, already. I like Gabriel Ryan. He says that diving stop by Zane Denton was mm-hmm. clutch. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many, so many great moments like that. Just in, in general, the feeling, they made so few mistakes. So few. I think there was only one error, maybe in the entire weekend. It was in that third game. Um, and I think it was even Zane Denton. It was that throw to, to first and Burke's foot came off the bag. If I'm thinking oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's a tough error right there on that yeah. play. It's really sort of nobody's fault, but sort of everybody's yeah. fault. Um, but John, John Hill says that curveball is nasty. Gonna assume he's talking about Beam. I mean, Beam was dealing it. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> Carl says in Zane didn't. Uh everybody weighing in. <laughs> ben all says, I saw USM really like taking pictures of themselves after big moments. Well, I hope they took time to take a picture of that final scoreboard last night to add to their collection. <laughs> ah, great comments. Thanks to everybody for, for weighing in, for hanging out. Uh, got a nice, nice crowd in here to celebrate the win. Um, Oh, how I, about, uh, I feel like we, we'd be remiss if we didn't, you know, mention Maui Ahuna coming up with the insurance run there with that solo yeah, home run late in the game. You know, it wasn't needed, but that's kind of, you know, that's what you expect from him. Absolutely. It, it really was crazy. And I mean, I, another thing I think you have to get into, uh, and, and you, you were touching on it. They were talking about last year's team. I mean, I, I think Vitello has grown up. It's weird to say that about a, a guy who's a very much a grown adult, but I, he let that team last year absolutely be themselves to the nth degree. And they, Carl says it here. He says they had a giant target on their backs. Mm-hmm. Now, you still have that just sort of like everybody hates Tennessee. You're, you're still living a little bit off of that. Yeah, it doesn't seem as prevalent. I mean, early in the season, of course. And then they kind of want, you know, they lost those games. They hadn't beat a Power 5 team. Kind of faded away a little bit. And it's like, okay, Tennessee's returned to earth. We, we don't really have to worry about them as much, perhaps. And it seemed like that kind of went, went away. I do see some fan bases still kind of hanging on to that. Uh, SEC fan bases, obviously. Anybody who's going to play Tennessee probably holds on to that a little bit. But it it does seem like a different vibe around this team. They don't seem nearly as villainous as last year's team, uh, even yeah. though they have the same kind of swagger and bravado. But it, it's just in a different way. It, I mean, it, it honestly is is much more of just an underdog story at this point. Yeah. Your, your big bad boys are LSU and Wake Forest right now. Wake Forest mm-hmm. at off. It's ridiculous. LSU has every transfer player from America on their team and they're, you know, they've been stacking up a great season. <clears throat> and so it, you know, it's just not really you anymore. And I, I think that could be massive in this spot because it just creates so much pressure. And you just look at, there was never a moment last year with those pitchers like, like beam had, I mean, that, that moment was kind of otherworldly. It that was such a backbreaker, just with with Combs and then the two strikeouts from Burns. I mean that that was 
The, that was their chance. That was it. That was the pivotal moment. It was over after that. If you were really being honest with yourself, I mean, they were done. The The players and the coach were crying going into the ninth inning. I mean, because the coach was retiring. But, I mean, you that's it was over. It was over. And it was just such a seminal moment in that entire thing. And last year's team couldn't have done that because there was never that like, oh, we got to overcome this. We're on the road doing this and that. You were the big bad boy the entire season. And and then that caught up to you. And now you can have this great moment of being like, whoa, look at the way that they worked through this, this crazy. You were, you know, you were facing that potential adversity. You crushed it. And God, it, it was just, I mean, it, it that was, like that was team, magic watching last night. It feels like this team wants the adversity and, and that's dangerous. I mean, you heard it before. The, you know, when they made the announcement that the re, the Super Regional was going to be in Hattiesburg and not not at Tennessee, you know, you heard the players say, you know, we'll play on the moon. We'll play everywhere, anywhere that, that they tell us to. We don't care. We just want to play. And you hear those comments all the time from players. And a lot of times they don't back it up. And, and they went down there and backed it up. I mean, it got off to a rocky start. But that's just more that adversity that we talked about. So, you know, bring it on in Omaha. I think this team plays better when they face that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, if if I'm LSU... This is going to be the last segment of the show. But if I'm LSU, you're looking and you're going, this team's got nothing to lose. They're not supposed to be here. They're they're like a the SEC version of an Oral Roberts. Nobody expected them to make it to the College World Series except me. <laughs> Just kidding. A few people predicted that. But, um, you know, it that's, that's pretty scary because this team has the best bullpen in America and somehow they're still this sort of scrappy underdog. <laughs> That's a scary combination, frankly. Uh, but we'll we'll talk. We'll give our prediction at the end of the show. Uh, that that can be the final segment of the show. Uh, but something else that was pretty cool that came from this that everybody was talking about last night was how this has truly solidified Tennessee as an everything school this past year. Everything that's happened. Uh, and I'll in just a second I'll read off everything that UT tweeted out last night that Tennessee has done in the last year. And it's not just about beating Alabama in every single sport. Uh, it's just about winning in every single sport. And and we're going to talk uh, a little bit about, you know, what that means, where you go from there. Now that kind of every, <laughs> quite literally every sport is good at Tennessee. Uh, but I'll do it right after we talk about our great sponsor, super book sports, bring that big bet energy. This summer with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is the most trusted name in sports betting. And right now, use promo code A to Z to score up to $250 with their first bet bonus. Win or lose, they will match your first bet up to $250 with promo code A to Z. Simply visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Or download the Superbook Tennessee app in the App Store. Enter promo code A to Z and you'll get $250 courtesy of Superbook Sports. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, G-A-M-B-L-E-R, the Superbook Sports Tennessee app. Download it now. Promo code A to Z. Uh, so this was the uh I had the tweet up and now I don't anymore, although I think I I retweeted it last night. So let me find it again quickly. Here it is right here. Tennessee Athletics last night on Twitter after this trip to the College World Series put out a, a graphic. And I mean, this is obviously this is just great PR for everybody involved in the Tennessee Athletics Department, the only school since 1998, 25 years at this point, to win a BCS New Year Six Bowl game, advance to the men's and women's basketball Sweet 16, advance to the men's and women's College World Series, all in the same academic year. You are good at baseball, softball, basketball, women's basketball, and football. And it, it is a lot of fun. But at the same time, the only one where you won a championship was women's, was softball. Uh, but this is, I, like, to me, I can't believe, I, you'd have to go back and listen to the comments that I used to make when I was on Swain show back in the day. And, and when I had my, the, the ball cast for anybody that's a longtime fan, if anybody remembers that. I used to just annihilate this athletics department. Just give them absolute hell. They were run by complete clowns from top to bottom. I mean, the thing was a garbage dump. 
it it was where hopes and dreams went to die because of absolute incompetence, because of just being okay with total mediocrity, because they didn't really care about winning because they weren't all pulling in the same direction. I mean, it just was a clown show. And you have gone from that to, again, being good at literally every sport. <laughs> and that is just, I mean, what do you even say? It, it it really is crazy. I mean, what what an accomplishment. Hopefully it's capped off here by a national championship. That would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's just the Danny White effect. I mean, just just another example of how valuable he is to this university. Honestly, the the longer I'm, 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 you know, talking and writing about college sports and the older I get, the more I think that that athletic director is the most important hire you can make, even more so than the football coach. Because if you hire the right athletic director, he's going to make the right moves there when it comes to football and, well, every other sport, clearly. But Football is the, the moneymaker. I mean, that's the one that gets the most attention. And it just seems like the programs that have this success are just, they have this alignment. I know it's the cliche word that Josh Heupel talked about whenever he, you know, left UCF to join Danny White at Tennessee. But that alignment is so important. And Tennessee has it. You know, we've talked about it before. They have it across every sport. I, I heard, listened to an interview with Jacob Warren, redshirt senior tight end for, for the Tennessee football team. And, and he brought up how how fun it is to see all these other sports being good and how they all root for each other and that you can feel that energy in the athletic department, in the building. Like it feels like a winning program to them. Like they expect to win. Everybody in those facilities expects to win. And it all starts with Danny White. You know, it, it's not just the coaches for each sport because, you know, they expect that too. That's why they're in the SEC. That's why they've been hired to these jobs. They They wouldn't be hired if they didn't have that approach. But when it comes from the top down like that and the focus truly is on winning and not just fundraising, I mean, that's an important part of it. And Danny White does a great job at all of those, you know, things that are kind of outside the public view. But winning is ultimately what's at the front of his mind. And, you know, when that's the focus, this is, you know, this is the results that you can have. And, you know, it's a long way for them to go. You, you want to win a championship in football. You want to win this championship in baseball. You want to try to make a Final Four, make a championship run in basketball. And you want to see the Lady Vols back to where they were, at least kind of in that conversation for the top teams in the country. And, you know, they're all building towards that. Even the Lady Vols had that strong finish going to the Sweet 16. It's all trending in the right direction. And you know, it's, it could only get better from here. This might just be the start of something really special. Really could be. And, and I hope that it just... Just continues, obviously, and only gets better. Uh, I think it it was even Mr. Jones in the comments here. He said that uh, Tennessee baseball could start the the dominoes of Tennessee championships here. Yeah, mm-hmm. the ball ball baseball starts the chain reaction of Tennessee championships. Oh, I hope so. That would be amazing. Uh, I I saw this somewhere last night. I don't I don't remember where. So I, apologies, um, but it's a great question. Uh, somebody said, um, would you rather be Tennessee here where you're you're having fun with absolutely everything? And I can tell you, as a media member that ha- that does a weekly show like this, this is absolutely the best way that it could possibly be. I, I mean, it it could it could get better by winning literal national championships, sure, but it doesn't get much better than having almost year-round great content and positive things to say about almost every sport that your school has that it's just in- incredible because I did radio during 2017 and what a nightmare uh, there was just nothing everybody hated each other it just everything sucked and I mean I what was basketball good yet maybe I think that was the first year of Grant and Adam. yeah um so it wasn't even like as good as it was going to get at that point. And to have it, I mean, let me just say in this position, it's just an absolute godsend. But would you rather have this set up where you're good at everything, but you're, you're only winning SEC championships? Or would you rather be Georgia where you win multiple national championships in the sport, the sport that everybody in the SEC uh, loves, but you suck at everything else because George, I mean, George is not good at anything else. So that's, I, I thought that was an interesting, uh, an interesting question. I don't know you where you'd land on that, Zach. Yeah, that's a really, really tough question. It's a good question. And I was sitting here thinking about it while you were, while you're throwing it out there. And I think 
Honestly, I think I would go with the being good at everything. As much as you want to win a championship in football, for me, yeah, I think I've said this before, sports, the seasons, everything, it's like it's like a journey. You know, you, you have to enjoy each one of those weeks throughout the season, whether it's football, baseball, basketball. And to put the whole season success on one game at the end of the season that, you know, a field goal might decide the game and, you know, whoever has the best kicker might win win a championship or something like that. I, don't, I think I'd rather have this, you know, being good at everything and because that gets you some of those moments like the Alabama win. Like I can't imagine you know, winning a national championship obviously is the peak and that's what you want, but I can't imagine that moment feeling better than beating Alabama at Neyland Stadium in the way that they did, kind of unexpected. Like I don't, I don't know if you can top that feeling, even with a championship. I mean, that might be controversial. Maybe somebody will call me an idiot or, or feel completely different. <laughs> but it, it's hard to imagine something feeling better than that moment. So for me, this, you know, getting the, you know, watching a baseball game at one o'clock in the morning in June, and watching Chase Burns just go yes. crazy the electricity when he came off the mound after he got those two strikeouts out of the inning. I mean, you can't, you, I don't think I could give that up. I mean, that's just too special. Yeah. With the, with the dominant national championship team, you get the one release, you mm-hmm. win that national championship. That's incredible. Bragging rights over absolutely everybody. You won the national title. That is crazy. But Tennessee, I mean, you had that next level moment beating Alabama, you won an SEC championship in basketball, you won an you, SEC championship in baseball, you, you won an never, SEC championship in softball. I mean... You should never see Tennessee storm the field again for at least another quarter century. Uh, I mean, you just, you shouldn't. Like, those moments, I know all that talk this offseason about penalizing schools for storming the field, and, and some Tennessee fans were kind of up in arms about that, and some didn't care, and the ones that didn't care were like, hey, you know, we're not expecting to do that again. It's been a long time since we did it the first time, so those moments are so few and far between, and I think when you win those championships, yeah, you're excited. If Georgia three-peats, those Georgia fans are going to be very excited, but I think it's going to be more so they can talk junk to other fan bases because you're kind of expecting, and, and I can't... I can't speak from experience because I've never been a fan of a team that's like been a dynasty or won, you know, multiple championships in a row. I don't really know what that feels like if you're just as excited after the third one as you were the first one. But I can't imagine that you are because it's, you know, it's all the bitter that you go through that makes it that much sweeter when you do finally get to experience those great moments. Yeah, I had in the last two years, two moments with Tennessee sports that essentially like moved me to tears or extreme excitement or whatever, you know, the, like as a Tennessee fan, like the nth degree of all that, it was the SEC championship. I was lucky enough to be there in Tampa uh, for the basketball team. The first one since the seventies. And I, I just, I've said this before. I'm really a bad basketball guy more than I'm a football guy. Obviously. I mean, football is the greatest, but but I just like personally, like I played basketball as a kid and I just am more of a basketball guy in general. It was so meaningful to see that and to be there and the release of that and to have Tennessee win an actual championship and hold up the trophy. And you finally saw it for the first time in however long. And, and you know, like for me, the first time since I've been an adult uh, was next level. And then that Alabama game, I mean, where it was just, I never thought I would see this day. I, I didn't think Tennessee would beat Alabama again until Nick Saban was gone. I didn't, period. I don't think it, I, I think if you're honest with yourself, probably no, nobody did. And here, there we were, seeing what we never thought we would see. And then you add on top of that, the baseball championship, the, the softball championship just a few weeks ago. All, the College World Series for for baseball and softball, all of these things just stacked up. The beating Duke in the in uh, the second round of the NCAA tournament. I mean, it's just been so much stuff, and you just are getting this constant endorphins, having amazing moments. All of these things over. You have the one we won the national title. That's amazing, and then it's just depression for the rest of the year. It's it's almost like. I, I don't know somebody somebody that does ecstasy at a party versus somebody that I, I don't know does, does some other drug more <laughs> throughout the year. I'm not I'm not sure. But one 
I that that I didn't know where I was going with that one. That it, was quite it, an analogy. It uh it 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 came it came out before I had it fully formulated there, but was, I was alone for the ride. <laughs> I think everybody knew where I was going with yeah, that. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it like it it just really it has been just such a blast. It really has been crazy. It, I mean, good lord, if it gets capped off of national title uh in the next couple of weeks, that's just absolutely yeah. absurd. But being you know. a college sports fan isn't really being a sports fan in general. It it sounds corny, but it's you you want to win championships. Tennessee needs to win a football championship at some point here yes. in the next you know five to ten years. I mean that's the goal. They're putting the money into it. They they're getting the the talent to do it. It, it needs to happen, but that to me it's still it's never been the point. The point is you know the, those fall Saturdays that you, you spend with friends watching the game, texting about it, complaining about this or that during the week. I mean it's all part of the experience, and it's it's a lot more fun when the program's winning. And if you go back to the you know the '90s and the early 2000s with Tennessee football, I mean you're talking about one national championship in that time period. It wasn't all about. I mean obviously that was the peak, but. It wasn't all about just that one season. It was all those seasons kind of combined and that that journey that everybody went on together and knowing that Tennessee had a chance pretty much every year. You know, they weren't going to get there every single year, but you, you know, it's been a while. This season, we're going into this 2023 season saying, you know, if things break right, Georgia doesn't have the quarterback that maybe they thought they had. Maybe Tennessee can break through and win it. Like, they were close last year. They, they yep. – they have the jaws. They were right on the cusp of it. It's not like crazy. Whereas three years ago, four years ago, you would have said that you got laughed out of, off the internet because there's no chance that Tennessee's even going to come close to competing for a spot in the playoff, let alone winning it. So just to me, that's where you want to be. Just you just have a chance. Just put the program in a position to have a chance every single year. And that's you know you don't want to be Mark Rick and and start stacking up nine and ten win seasons and that's the peak. But at the same time, that's a whole heck of a lot better than what we experienced for a long, you know, 10 years. It definitely is. I <laughs> jail just bringing up a, a great memory here. He said, I was so excited for the, the Bama game. So excited and shaking. I could hardly get my scar lighted. That was the exact same for me. I, I posted a picture from my front yard uh, on Twitter that night of me. I had just lit the cigar and I was, I was like, ah, 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 lighting it. Uh, and the, the picture is super shaky because I, <laughs> I was shaking. <laughs> uh, and then there's an entire post game show with me and Jonathan Crompton where I have no shirt on. Um, what a night that was, but, uh, yeah, that, that's a ton of fun and just a fun question. Um, but speaking of football and Josh Hype, we got a bunch of recruiting updates, some sort of like, where's this guy? Where's this guy? Where's this guy sort of updates, for for Tennessee recruiting that we're going to talk about uh, in in the next segment. And then we'll finish with some predictions. Will Tennessee win a national title in college baseball? Will I be bold enough to make that prediction like I predicted they would make the College World Series? Uh, we'll, we'll finish with that right after I tell you about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Farm Bureau Health Plans have been helping Tennesseans for over 75 years. Much has changed in Tennessee over the years, but some have stayed the same. Farm Bureau Health Plans has always valued personal relationships, especially when it comes to good health and good service. Plan on Farm Bureau Health Plans for health, dental, and vision. For better coverage, better rates, and better service, go to fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z or walk into one of their 200-plus locations across the state. That is fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Farm Bureau Health Plans. Support them because they support us. They're so good to the show. Now, some recruiting updates. Uh, I'll just kind of throw it to you, Zach. You sort of compiled this. Tennessee obviously had a weird week last week where you had a couple of recruits you maybe thought you were going to get, commit to other places. Um, one in particular that literally got predicted to Tennessee, chooses another school. And then this week, you just have a lot of guys taking trips to other schools, and they're guys that had gained momentum with Tennessee. What what were some of those, Zach, that you, you have there? Yeah, I think... I got to say before we get into this, because it's not necessarily super positive, but it's not super negative either. It's kind of like wait and see mode. But I think Tennessee's getting to a point with with some of these recruiting battles where they're going for these guys that, and they should be. These are the guys they need to be after, these four-star, five-star elite guys that it's just not so clear early on. I mean, you, you can kind of telegraph where a high three-star, low four-star you know, from Tennessee might be going though okay he's obviously going to Tennessee everybody knows it but you get some of these guys that 
Tennessee's going after Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma. I mean, it's a lot to think about. You got to take all these official visits. It's probably a close battle for some of these guys. So, you know, Tennessee's in the mix for several several of these guys, but I think there's a few that's like, okay, felt pretty good about them a couple of weeks ago. Now it's kind of a little more up in the air, like like Boo Carter, for example. That's a guy that I think you you have to get. Four-star athlete, you know, I don't think he's going to be a five-star, but he's not that far from one. Can play DB, can play on the offensive side of the ball. Seems like Michigan is is kind of creeping in there uh, to maybe pull an upset there and possibly steal Boo Carter from Tennessee. I mean, they made a good impression on him. He took a visit there with Ryan Wingo, another a five-star wide receiver that Tennessee's targeting. Uh, Boo Carter seemed a little more uh, excited about the visit than Wingo, I'd say. Not that Wingo wasn't. His, he just kind of gave more generic answers. Boo Carter was more talking about the offense, the relationship, He's got some friends, you know, other recruits that he might want to go there with and talking about, you know, the four of us could win a national championship here and they're wearing the Michigan jerseys. So I think there's a little bit of reason for concern there. He announces in a couple of days, June 17th, I believe, is his commitment date in, in Manhattan, randomly enough. I don't know. Like I feel I still feel like that's gonna be Tennessee, but if he if he commits to Michigan, it it'll be a very familiar feeling where it's like, okay kind of like Von Bell when he went to Ohio State and you know instead of instead of Tennessee another Chattanooga area player that it I could see it happening I still think it'll be Tennessee but I would not be shocked at all if it's Michigan and that that's gonna be a tough one it's one of the top in-state players it's a guy that that Tennessee really wants let's just say the last time uh, a Tennessee player chose Manhattan New York as a place mm. to uh commit Tennessee got themselves a great quarterback the the legend Jared Garantano. <laughs> he is in the NFL, technically. He is? Hey. Uh, I think he's but, still hanging on with the Broncos. Yeah. You got to get some of these guys. I don't want to put undue pressure on Hypel at this point. And I've said it a thousand times now. You win 11 games after what we've been through the last 15 years, and you're going to get tons of slack from me, period. It just is the way that it is. But I. Just to objectively look at the situation, Heupel just has to get these guys to to get to where he wants to go is what I mean there. To reach the goals mm-hmm. Heupel and this program want to get to, they have to get some of these guys, and that's the facts. The facts on the ground, and I think they will. They're not going to lose out on all these dudes. They simply aren't. Because uh, there there was also Williams. Oh yeah, you got, uh, yeah. He took a. Uh, Williams Winery is is a five star defensive lineman, one of the top recruits overall in the nation. It seemed like it was a Tennessee Oklahoma battle, and now Georgia is kind of in the mix. He took a visit Ugh. to Georgia, and I, I'm honestly I'm surprised they weren't in the mix sooner because he's I think he's one of the top five recruits in the nation. I'm not sure where he was rated by you know some of the recruiting services, but he's up there. He's a five star guy that that you you need to get. And if it's between Tennessee and Oklahoma, that's a battle you have to go win. Georgia gets in the mix. I mean, how are you gonna blame Josh Heupel if he loses him to Georgia? You you really can't. I mean they they just had a defensive lineman drafted, you know, number nine overall in Jalen Carter. They had several defensive players go in the first round. It's hard, very hard to recruit against that. Amari Jefferson, uh highly rated, rated wide receiver that's technically committed to Tennessee for baseball, though that's, you know, that's obviously not binding and, and not going to happen. I think football is, you know, the focus for him now, Alabama's, you know, suddenly in the mix for him after a visit. And, you know, on threes, Chad Simmons said, perhaps they're the team to beat now instead of Tennessee, where it looked like Tennessee had the edge. So that's concerning. You got Mike Matthews, another five-star wide receiver that's, taking these official visits and suddenly he's not sure, you know, where Tennessee looked like they were the team to beat. Now Clemson's kind of in there and you got some other programs trending for him as well. So, you know, these are tough battles and these are the battles that you want to be in, but they're never going to be easy. No matter how good you are, even if you get to that Alabama, Georgia level, you're still going to have to go up against those programs for these players. And each battle is its own story. I'm not, I don't know who, Hypo will get and won't get out of these players, but it's hard to criticize him too much just because how much we've praised him for the the way that Tennessee's approached recruiting, the energy they're putting into it, the effort. It's all there. They're doing all the right things. They're pushing all the right buttons. Sometimes you just you got to go 
make the playoff, win a championship before yeah. you can get some of these guys over Alabama and Georgia. Now losing Boo Carter to Michigan, that would be that would be tougher just because it's he's a Chattanooga kid, losing him to a Big Ten school after you've been recruiting him this long, having him on campus that many times. Hopefully for Tennessee's sake, distance will be a big factor there for him, proximity to family, being able to watch him and be around him. But that would be a tough one to to swallow if they lost him to Michigan. I think my least favorite phrase in recruiting at the moment is enjoy the process. He just mm. wants to enjoy the process. You can't blame him for wanting to enjoy the process. And I can't. I can't blame these kids for wanting to enjoy the process. But if you are in Josh Heupel's shoes, that's the worst thing a kid can do. <laughs> Period. Because you Tennessee can offer the world. They they can. You have all the resources. You have one of the best NILs in America. I it is period. You you are competitive resource wise with everybody, the elite of the elite. But you cannot say we just won a national championship. You cannot say we just won an SEC championship. You can say you won eleven games. You can say you beat Clemson. You can you've done good things, but you haven't done the things. You can't say that you've beaten Georgia. These things. And that's the wall that you're going to end up running into because Georgia can give the same exact stuff that you can. Alabama can give the same exact stuff that you can in NIL and under the table. And, you know, however, all of this is happening, they can all do the same, but you, you still don't have that pedigree yet. And you gotta just go get it at a certain point. That being said, I don't think Heupel's going to miss on all these dudes. I don't know who it is that they're going to get. I do think they get Boo Carter, just per personally. They've just put in so much work there. I think that one comes uh, to fruition. But um, I, just on the whole, you're, you're going to get some of those dudes. This class is going to be top 10, I think, uh, just from the way that's shaping up currently. And it's going to be fine long-term. Just at, as of right now, the way the way that I see it, not all of these are, are doomsday. They're definitely leaving. There's no way that you can get back in there. But uh, there are just some things with Tennessee football at the moment that are you just the passage of time has to happen and you have to go be Georgia. You have to go win an SEC championship. You have to get Nico in here and show what Nico can do and then recruit these guys, you know, do all these things that you're going to have to do. And that, that just is what it is. But was there anything else with recruiting before we move on to our our predictions to end the show? Yeah, that's about it. I mean, you got a bunch of official visits happening this month. So I think once the calendar flips to July, we'll have a little better view of, of how this class is going to shake out and where Tennessee kind of stands for some of these top guys. So we'll see. And several of those guys are taking visits to Tennessee, I think, the last or next last weekend in June. So we'll we'll see how it shakes out for Tennessee after that. But, I, I, you know, it, it's going to be tough. It's, it's always tough to get these guys. It is oh, always. And the fact that you're – I mean, J, JL says it here. Georgia's buying houses for crying out loud for these kids. Uh, what, are you, what are we supposed to do? I'm not sure. Uh, but time will tell. We'll just have to see who they get, who they don't, and we'll talk about that then. Uh, but we'll finish off with some predictions for Omaha. Omaha! But uh, the final sponsor for the segment is not Omaha Steaks. It is, in fact, Rattling Snap. Tennessee whiskey. You know what goes great with a Tennessee sports victory like the one that takes Tennessee to the College World Series? A great whiskey. And I'm talking specifically about Rattle and Snap Tennessee Select Straight Whiskey. Logstill Distillery has released a Tennessee whiskey product line called Rattle and Snap. Named after a long forgotten game of chance, Rattle and Snap is a whiskey for those who make their own luck. There's a four year and an eight year version of Rattle and Snap. If you're looking at the YouTube, you can see the four year version over there. Uh, in the corner, I've got the four year uh, and I've had the eight year. They're both incredible. They go great in cocktails. They're great neat, just in a glass. Go get you a bottle because also the bottle looks great on shelf, too. You can, as I said, you can see it there on the YouTube video. Uh, so you can find it in stores all across Tennessee. Go grab you one. And it's also available in Kentucky, Indiana and Mississippi. So run and don't walk to get some rattle and snap Tennessee whiskey for those Tennessee sports victories because we all know there's more to come. Follow Rattle and Snap on Instagram at Rattle and Snap Whiskey. That is Rattle and Snap Tennessee Select Straight Whiskey. Let's finish with this, Zach. LSU 
Saturday night, Pro- probably. I guess the times haven't been released yet. Or I think maybe it they is have. seven Eastern. Is the- seven Eastern? Okay, I just hadn't seen it. I've been running around like crazy. Um, seven Eastern. Presumably, it's going to be Paul Skeens versus Andrew Lindsay. Potentially, I don't. I mean, do you switch it up though and, and go with one of your better aces? I mean, I guess it can set up however you want it. Really, you got enough time, enough off time. Yeah, and, and I think Lindsey, he had a really bad game in that first game against Southern Miss. Um, and so hopefully he's motivated and could come in. I, it, Who knows exactly who they're going to start there. But essentially, I mean, Skeens is a monster. He's going to go play pro ball after this. Uh, uh, he's going to be a top 10, top 5 yeah, pick. <laughs> exactly. Like he, he just is ridiculous. And their, their lineup hitting is absolutely stacked. Now, if you could move past Skeens in the bullpen, I think you give yourself a really, really good chance. I don't think they are anywhere close to as deep as Tennessee is. Who is, frankly, in college baseball right now. T- Tennessee is just deep with great pitchers. But um, can Tennessee move on past LSU in this opening game? Because you would play then one of... Wake Forest or Stanford, I would say hopefully Stanford, although Wake Forest is just killing everybody. Uh, I mean, what, they beat Alabama 22-4 to four or something in that final yeah. game? Ridiculous. Yeah, their pitching's great, and their lineup is is yeah. pretty stacked. It's, it's, but hey, anybody's beatable. But when it when it comes to this Tennessee LSU game, I mean you you've you've played them once in Baton Rouge. You lost two out of three. The two games you lost were pretty close though. Uh, that yeah. game you lost to Skeens was a two two game, and LSU scored three unearned runs to win five to two. They tagged Skeens for a run. He pitched seven innings, struck out twelve. I think it's an advantage that that Tennessee has seen him. I mean, obviously LSU's gonna have that same advantage, but Skeens is you know he's the best pitcher in America that that college baseball right now so it's I think it's more of an advantage for Tennessee that they've seen him it's a winnable game this isn't I think Wake Forest is a much better team than not much better but a better team or a tougher opponent than LSU I think you've proven that you can beat LSU you've proven that you can go toe-to-toe with Steens and get laid into the game and it be a tied game I think like you said getting Pat getting him out of the game getting to that bullpen will be key and you can do that, but it's going to require Tennessee to have some competitive long at-bats. He strikes out a lot of guys, so he's going to have a higher pitch count if you can work deep into those counts. If you're going, you know, striking out on three pitches, putting the ball in play early in the at-bat, I mean, he, he could pitch eight, nine innings if he's feeling it, and you don't, you definitely don't want that. So trying to work long at-bats as much as you can, staying in them, making him throw a lot of pitches, trying to get traffic, you know, working some walks. If he does walk anybody, he only walked one in their meeting in Baton Rouge. But, you know, that comes with trying to work those deep counts. I think that's the key to winning this game. Unless you just come out and jump all over him in like the first or second inning, which is I don't think you can count on. I mean, Tennessee's capable of doing that, but I don't think you can count on that happening. I think the uh, the plan has to be trying to get him out of this game early. It's a good point by uh, volunteered. 77 here. He says Tennessee was a different ball club mm-hmm. when they played LSU earlier this year. That's absolutely and true. Still, and they were still tight games. Yeah. They, they were close then. And you, you are playing better baseball. Now you are, we've already talked about it. You're far more cohesive. Now you went through the most, uh, the most adverse part of the season already, which I, you know, if you really think about it, it was the getting blown out by Arkansas, swept by Arkansas, and then you uh, just get smashed by Tennessee Tech, which still, what an inexplicable game that was, in Lindsey Nelson. Um, and then it's it's been pretty great since then, frankly. Um, you went the next week and swept Vandy, and, you know, here we are. But, uh, so you've, you've seen adversity. You are absolutely a different baseball team. You don't, when you went to LSU to play that game, really had a target on your back because it was still really presumed that Tennessee was a super powerhouse team. And uh, obviously we found that they're, they're not that good uh, overall. They, they can beat any of these teams and win a national championship. They are that good, but they're not as good as last year's team. And so I, I think this just has such a different feel. I said it before, Tennessee has nothing to lose. What, what do you have to lose besides going out there and beating a team that everybody thinks you're going to lose to? That's it. 
you're you're going to be the underdog in this game in Vegas. You're going to be the underdog on on paper in general and to most people watching. And so just just go out there, be loosey goosey, go win this game. If you're if you're Andrew Lindsay, don't there? Why would you play with any amount of tenseness? Anything? There, there's none of this. Like even even this USM series came with a little bit of that because you you were the better team. Let's be honest about what it was. Tennessee was the better baseball team. They were better. They were SEC baseball players compared to group of five baseball players. Um, so there was a little bit of that. And, and Tennessee was the betting favorite also in that series. But you're, nobody thinks you're going to beat LSU. LSU's been a monster this postseason. So just go out there and, and win this game and just do it for everybody because it's, God, what a story it would be. That would just be unbelievable if you could pull this off. God. I, I mean, come on that, that making it to the college world series is one thing. And it's truly incredible, especially given the history of Tennessee baseball. It just doesn't happen very often, but man, if you could, if you could win this, maybe get it, get to the final series, something like that at a minimum. And so I'll ask you, Zach, is Tennessee going to win a national championship? Mm. I mean, that's, that's really hard because the way these brackets <laughs> break down and everything. Yeah, it's goes, a lot, you know. But I will say, I, I think you know what? I think they beat LSU Saturday. I think all the pressures on right. LSU and Wake Forest in these final eight. I think those are the two teams that, that people are kind of expecting to win, win it all. One of those two teams. So I think they they're the ones that are going to have the pressure, and that can be tough to deal with. I think they beat LSU. Beyond that, I'm not, I'm not sure what happens because they're in that same bracket with Wake Forest and. They really are just humming along right now at a at a rate that's pretty insane. Uh, and it, I, it's hard to see them losing. So I think I'm not going to say Wake wins it all because who knows what can happen in one of those last games or, or so. But I think I think Tennessee will have trouble getting past them. I think they beat LSU. I don't think they make the final though. Wake is definitely your best team just in totality at the moment. Now, who knows better than Tennessee that? And you're cold at any time. What does that mean? You know, Tennessee, you had people last year, multiple people, national guys going, this is one of the best college baseball teams of all time. People were unsarcastically saying exactly that last season. And, and you got, you didn't even make it to the college world series. Now you're in the college world series with a team. That's not as good as that one. And I, I agree. I, I do this. This is just, this is what Tennessee's done so far in this. They've gone into these improbable circumstances and won. And I agree, it's a murderer's row to win a national title. I'll say Tennessee does not win a national title because uh, it just is. I mean, the odds. <laughs> but I, I say, how, that. how did they put Wake Forest and LSU in the same side of the bracket? That's yeah, what that's I don't understand. True. Whose idea was that? Um, but just the the odds there for Tennessee. But I, I say that, and at the same time, the odds that Tennessee would get to where they are now are crazy low. What did, what did we say last week? There was a 4.9% chance of Tennessee beating Clemson when Clemson had three runners on, no outs in the 10th. I mean, they, you've overcome ridiculous odds. Mm-hmm. But I, I'll just say there's there are just so many good teams. That Stanford team is really good. That Stanford team is really good. Yeah, they can wait. I mean, they could not wait off and really yeah. screw the whole thing up. I mean, that's why this is so hard to predict. So I... I do agree. They send a shock through the system, beating LSU, but the, it just eventually does catch up to them. But hey, man, with that pitching, you never know. You I think genuinely- if Dolander had been a little more consistent, I know he went eight innings the last game, but he still gave up those you know runs early. I think if he had been a little more consistent, I'd feel a little a little bit better about this because I think you got to have like three guys that are just in their groove at the right time to win the college world series. And I think Wake Forest has that with their three guys with, uh, you know, Rhett Louder and, and Hartle and, and Seth Keener there. But I, I don't know. It, that's the one hang up I have with this team right now. Well, we'll see. I, I guess it, it won't even be over by the time we do our show next. So uh, we'll even be able to talk about it even then. But I, I yeah, like fact, we- if it is possible then we might have to do the show Tuesday again next week yes depending on what happens game yeah there is a game scheduled for in in their side of the bracket for next monday night at seven eastern so we'll see if tennessee's in that game yeah it could happen 
Hopefully they uh, will be because that's the winner. You know, if they if they win, that's when they'll play. Yeah, because uh, that that would be would that be to go to the final, which would be the following weekend, I think. No, I think you still would have to. I'm not sure, really. There might be an if necessary game in there because you'd have okay. to, you know. Yeah, it's convoluted. Yeah, uh, but we'll we'll play by ear. So if Tennessee loses, show's probably gonna be on Monday. <laughs> If they if they're winning, it might with be a much Tuesday. different with a much different tone. <laughs> yes, exactly. We'll see. But man, it's just so exciting. They made the College World Series anyway. That God, what a season so far. What a what a year of Tennessee sports. What a what couple three years of Tennessee sports. Um, it's been just ridiculous. But I think that's it. Charlie Burris, Zach Reagan. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who dropped in, volunteered seventy seven JL, Mister Jones, balls on top. Uh, who else? Ben Nugs. Uh, th- there was a bunch. Mitch, Carl, everybody for commenting. Thank you, Gabriel. Everybody who commented. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It means the world that you tune into this show. That you give your precious time uh, to watch this. Seriously, it's it's humbling every week. So we really appreciate it. Uh, but that is it. A to Z. Subscribe, rate, review. Do all the things. You know where to find us. You're you're here and. Uh, That's it. We'll talk to y'all next week. See you guys later.